Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Conti Fitness. Get the best in personal and online training and coaching, where you will find monthly online unlimited yoga packages, run training, play yoga, motivational speaking, and more. If that's not all, find out how to get the newest facial exercise program and manual. Let's face it together. Go to ContiFitness.net to find out more. High Five Health and Fitness. Create positive change in your life with online health coaching sessions with High Five Health and Fitness. Also brought to you by Revolution Running. Join world-renowned Dr. Jason Karp for a workshop or certification near you. Author of Run Your Fat Off, Inner Runner, and so many more books. That's R-E-V-O-2-L-U-T-I-O-N, running.com. Also brought to you by 361 Degrees. For the best in athletic footwear and apparel, go one degree beyond with 361 Degrees. For codes and promos, go to twofitcrazies.com and click on the podcast sponsor tab at the top of the page. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. <laughs> and we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Christine, you jumped the mic again. Like, Shit. don't you understand that this is an endurance podcast? Like, Do you want to like, go back? We have to, no, we're not going, oh. there's no going back now. Now it's going to be like, Auntie. <laughs> Auntie Conti. <laughs> Great. Oh my gosh. So this is like, you know, you have to. To wait, you wouldn't jump the gun in the swim of an Iron Man, would you? You wouldn't just start before everyone else, would you? If I had a choice, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got some fun to be had Good here Lord. today. I know. So we have, uh, we're coming to you with a special update. Um, and I think this update, the last time, we've done a couple like, you know, post race. We did, you know, like after you ran Emerge- Philly. Emergency right, sessions. Emergency sessions. Um, Philly was actually Clear your that was pretty good. You had bad weather for Philly, though, too. It was just windy. But at least you finished. And then we had was, the emergency was, Boston where I was like, Clear your calendar. We need to podcast. This. I can't. This is. I'm a failure. I'm gonna. Lo- so today's actually a this little bit better. This is the best one we've ever done. Are you kidding me? Better. A little bit better. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Coming oh. off of Iron Man Lake Placid, I am sitting directly <laughs> across from a newly anointed Iron Woe Man. That is true. Still 
alive. Congratulations. Thank you much. From my heart, it was one of the most amazing days that I've had in a long time. Being able to track you throughout the day, like throughout the whole day, (laughs) as I went about my, you know, entire day of everything that I did, like on a, you know, regular Sunday in July while you're out there. Was that hard? Like, and this is, I know it's all relative, but I know for me, even when I know other people are racing, was it really hard for you knowing that that I was out there having to move the entire time? Because it's different than like a it's, marathon where you have like three hours or whatever, where you're like, okay, it's really hard for three hours. Yeah, and, and you're like, and like you're like, okay. by the time you're done with your, you know, your own run or your right. coffee or whatever, Almost like the there. marathon's pretty much done. You know, you can just kind of like right. watch it, and then you go out and you do like the rest of your day. Right. Was this it- was like there were like <laughs> people were texting me. And saying, you know, where's Christine now? What's she doing? And I'd look at the tracker and I'd be like, she's still on the bike. <laughs> and not she's still. still on no, the bike. like, I don't want to say still on the bike. She's like, she's on the, on the bike. You know, like, and four hours. I thought hour, you said that seven hours ago. Like, four hours later, they'd be like, all right, where is she now? She's on the bike. Mm-hmm. You know? So she's this in, is like, on the mountain. She's in the mountains in the Adirondacks. This is like my perspective on things. I'm like, but don't worry. It's going great. You know, they're like, it's just really kind of put into context exactly how long an Ironman is. I mean, you see it like, you know, you see it's either, you know, the pros are doing it eight hours, nine hours, you know, 10 hours, you know, 11 hours. Like people do it. And then like, like, yeah, yeah, then you like kind of know like what you other people that you know have done and people even that, you know, I run with that have gone to Kona and, and have done, you know, very well in Ironman. Like it just kind of following it throughout the day for me, put them into perspective exactly how fucking long it is. Have you ever followed anyone throughout a day before? I, I have. But never quite so thoroughly invested. You, you know? were invested a little bit more. Yeah, this yeah, one. yeah. I think it was like before, like maybe five years ago. So there wasn't really like app heavy. Like right. the app was pretty good. Right. The app was really like really kept it. And I had five other people that that uh, that you know that I was tracking as well. You might not have been as worried about them too because they were probably triathletes who knew what they were doing. <laughs> a couple of them. A couple. One. Two of the dudes. It was their first time as well. Uh huh. Um, and then the other one that, that, uh, that I was tracking pretty heavily was, was Moira Haran, uh, who is amazing. And she's, you know, a story in herself. She's, uh, she was coming back last year at this time. She was, um, had no hair. She was going through radiation mm-hmm. and chemo and everything else. So, you know, it was like, I, w- I was keeping a close eye on her. Uh, I heard I, she's coming on the podcast. I think she's coming on the podcast. We got to nice. get her on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, let's, let's hear it. It's like, Let's go. I mean, you, let me let me start this story by saying this. Christine messaged me on Wednesday, I think. When did you leave? Friday or Thursday? You left Thursday th- night. Late Thursday night we drove halfway because right. my son had a swim meet. All right. So like Wednesday or Thursday, she texts me and says, I need to go get a new pair of sneakers. Mine just blew out. And uh, we've been looking at these sneakers for a while, and uh, you know, I think that they've had a few miles on them, maybe like a thousand miles on them. These I wear my sneakers for like a year, yeah, like ma- like multiple marathons training. I just I I they feel good. I, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah. A, I hate new whatever. I ha- I like the way I wear my sneakers. I have to replace them, you know, very very often. I wear them on the like on the side that they wear out, and I have to get rid of them. But like if you're wearing them, then you can get like heavy miles out of them. 
But I said, okay, so you're going to get a new pair of sneakers and then you're going to go run the Ironman in them? Like without, you know, I said, all right, get them and go run for 45 minutes, right? So that set the tone. And then the Garmin arrived. Oh my gosh. My Garmin died. My shoes broke. Um, the what bike, else? The bike rack. The bike. I didn't have a bike rack that arrived the day before, and then we didn't know how to put the bike rack on the car or get the bike on there successfully, and then the tire kept hitting the car. Oh, it was it was fantastic. I'm like, this is a joke, right? Like, this is funny, haha. <laughs> yeah, it's like amateur hour. Oh, it was. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. You were like, what are you wearing? And I'm like, I don't know. I didn't really decide yet. I'm just gonna decide when we get up there. <laughs> so like the whole rule like even with marathons and and everything is nothing new on race day like make sure you've got your shit worked out you know so that way there's you know there's nothing there's one yeah, less thing you knew to this about me no no, no i know no, you it was, knew it was completely par for the course this is how you roll and this is how you treat this these things and i think in a way it's beneficial to you oh yeah because one the of the, not good. I mean, one of the things that you said was that you know that that these triathletes and you know the Ironman distance specifically, they're neurotic. On the race course, they were the most stone faced, non, like <laughs> verbal, really. They're giving you nothing. Nobody was having any fun out no there. No one was having fun, <laughs> and then Kanzi comes in and is like. <laughs> There, I can't tell you how many times I said things. I mean, people were asking me, like, how do you get through, like, eight hours on a bike? Or, you know, what goes through your head? And, you know, like, you know, I'll talk about that a little bit today. But um, you have to make yourself laugh. You, ha- I mean, I'm singing songs in my head. You, you know, you're out singing songs out loud. Um, it, th- you just, you have to make it fun. You have to make it like, this is a goal. This is an adventure. And that's kind of how I looked at it. Not saying I didn't freak out. I'm not going to lie. Um, but this whole thing was just something so new. And the cult, I've said culture, it's a lifestyle. Yeah. There are people that are, you know, that I realized are so much crazier than I am, obviously, <laughs> um, out there that, you know, they meet at five in the morning and they go swimming in the ocean when it's freezing and they do triathlons on a Wednesday morning for fun. And it, it's, a different level and it is a lifestyle and I had never been exposed to this lifestyle before. And I think it's, I think it's great in one way because, you know, again, you're not, you're not out doing drugs. You're not sitting at a bar. You're not, um, really doing things that are it's negative. All, yeah. It's you all know? in the name of health. Um, I mean, there were a lot of, pe- <laughs> there were a lot of people that I heard from though talking, um, about, yeah, my ex-wife lives in a, oh, my ex-wife lives in a, my ex-wife is, I'm like, yeah. So everyone's been training and away from their family. <laughs> Mental note this. It was, so <laughs> there's definitely, you no, know. There's a lot of that. A lot of, um, you know, overtraining. And I, I think there's a lot of mental things that go into this. And, you know, you can get, you know, kind of swept away in whatever it is you do. I think you, you can't get addicted to Iron Man or addicted to anything in it, life. Yeah. It's, you know, again, it's just like food or anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, no, we're just changing the arena of, exactly. of you know, the, the variable. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, no doubt about it. There's, so, there's ways. I mean, I've told you, I've run, you know, like yeah. alcoholically and addictively, like, you know, in the way that I approach running. Right. Like, there's no two, do- two, there, two ways about it. Uh, yeah, so I, I could totally see that, especially right. with this. Interesting. Very interesting how, the, how everyone trains, but... Um, so you get the rack, the rack okay, on the so, car. So we're good. We drove actually up. Um, 
we drove from here. We're in the Jersey Shore right now. We took a couple hours north. We stayed overnight so that we were about two hours away in the morning. So you can you actually have to check in a few days before in an Ironman. It's not like a marathon where you can roll in the night before or the day before. It's it's insane. I actually made a bunch of mistakes, which my husband was like fantastic mm-hmm. and was so good. Um, you have. We we roll in the day uh, two days before because you have to check in two or three days before you literally go, and um, this was in Lake Placid. So what's so cool is that the I think it was the sixty two or sixty three Olympics were there, and also the nineteen eighty Olympics were yeah. there, which is Miracle on Ice. And that building actually where they had there's that building where Miracle on Ice was. There's actually three or four different ice rinks ice in there. Ice rinks there, yeah. That's where like a whole the Olympics, facility. the Olympians practice their figure skating, ice dancing, all that stuff. Then there's another one that's hockey another one that is um god what was the other one i don't remember what um but you go in you you check in and it's i'm used to racing and you know marathons where there's 35,000 people 50,000 people and you know bigger races this there was only about i think 2900 registered maybe i think or maybe like 3000 maniacs registered for this and i think only 2500 finished yeah um and these aren't finishers that didn't show up these are legit people that missed the cutoff like yeah. that you know got hurt or something happened yeah. which is a pretty staggering number so, uh, for you know 2500 from only 3000 that are yeah, in it no, is it's pretty a, significant it's a big pool and you know maybe maybe yeah so out of those 3000 they either didn't make the starting line to, to at all or they didn't make a cutoff, or they just I think it was twenty nine lined up, twenty nine hundred lined up, twenty nine hundred lined up. So okay, it was so, like yeah, so yeah, so you know, there's it's pretty, it's it's so uh, what's serious? What's different? You go in and you check in, and you you're filling out all of these medical paperwork, all this stuff again. They weigh you. They you're marked all over the place. You've got no one else can be with you, just you. You've got special bracelets all over the place. Um, they they're writing numbers on every single thing that you have. You're signing more waivers. Um, it was fascinating because they really do a good job of kind of taking inventory on the athletes coming in. They don't do this so much on marathons. And and my whole thing is that the people up there, the volunteers and the medical staff and everyone, they are top of the line. They took care of you. They look, they were, I mean, up and down, you're, you're literally scoped because I don't think it looks good if Iron Man has people die, right? Like, probably not. That probably doesn't look good for the organization. It's a, it's a serious, so, serious endeavor. So it's pretty crazy. Um, you know, once you go through, you get swim caps, you get all this other stuff, and now um, you get all oh, these bags. You have five and you actually get a backpack, which is really, I have an Ironman backpack. I'm nice. like, this is awesome. I'm like, this is worth it. Um, Does it have jets in it? Like, it, no, but can it's so fly? cool. It's, I, I didn't bring it. I should have brought it with me, but you, um, you get these five bags. Did, did you bring your medal? I do have a medal with me. <laughs> um, bring it's that in my, every, my pocketbook bring in case I need everywhere. it for something, you know, um, you get five bags. So, like a marathon, you'll have a, a like a bag that like, you could check a bag. Like if you bring it to the race start, you check it. And you can get it after. An Ironman is a little different. <laughs> you, and I have to say, there's five different bags. So now after I pick up all this stuff, I get my backpack. Now I go to a mandatory meeting. You have these mandatory athlete introduction meetings where they go over all the rules and they go over what to do and where to be. And, and you have to attend these because otherwise you have no idea what's happening. Um, my son looks at me and goes, mom, 
There are so many rules. <laughs> Why are there so many rules? This is, he's like, I don't even know what they're talking about. I'm like, well, that makes two of us, sweetheart. <laughs> um, but literally, soup to nuts, you have to pay attention. You have to, I mean, you can get disqualified. People could get very hurt if you're not doing the right thing and are in the right place. Um, so it was, it was crazy. You actually have a, a bag that you take with you in the morning. I, I'm, with these rules meetings, I'm picturing like when they when Luke Skywalker was sitting in the meeting when they're going to blow up the Death Star. <laughs> you know, they're going over the schematic. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It was insane. Um, so, needless to say, they're going over all these like bags. They have to go here. This one goes here today. This one goes tomorrow. This you literally have to drop your bike off. You drop this off. So, in a nutshell, you have one bag that you take with you to race morning, which you can put your clothes in. So you're not wearing your bathing suit and wetsuit down to the start of the race. Um, but aside from that, the next day you have to come back and check in your bike with your bike. You have to bring your, everything you need for your bike. This is the day before and everything you need for the swim. And you have these huge lockers, you huge like hooks that are look like, you know, rows and rows and rows, obviously like 2,900 of these. And on the top you put your stuff you need for the bike on the bottom, the stuff you need for the run. And they're all enclosed and this and that. And they're in sections. You walk your bike in, they take pictures of the bike. They take pictures of you. I mean, I'm a, you know, it's insane all the stuff that they do because what if this bike has to go with this person and yeah, yeah. They don't want like some, somebody to get lost, whatever. Um, so everything is some stranger hopping on your bike and riding really fast and taking the crown. I mean, there's a lot of bikes that I would have hopped on and probably would have done better, (laughs) but um, some of them looked like rocket ships, by the way. I think they may have had some sort of engines on them the times that people rode. I'm like, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. But um, yeah, it was it was just so different than the marathon experience because of the, the changes and the bags and the, you know, they explain the tent. You know, you run in from the water and then you, um, you know, you change in the women's changing tent. And then you literally, these tents, I, I have, you just go in these tents and there's like, hundreds of people and these people like volunteer to help and you literally like strip off all your clothes and you put back new clothes and put your stuff in a bag and they take it away and you just go they call your bike someone is waiting with your bike at the end of the like where we had dropped our bikes off at all these like hooks where they hang the next day take yourself out when you come back they take your bike from you put it back you run through these tents again like strip your clothes off change it you know they give you the bag you know, you give it back to them. They put it, you know, magically back on your hooks when you come back. But, um, you grab a bagel, lots of, yeah. And then there's other bags. There, there's five bags. I only talked about three. Okay. The other two bags you get, you, they're called special needs bags. Like your special need that you might need. Um, mile 56 of the bike. If there's anything special or any extra thing you want to eat or whatnot, you can stop and get that bag. I, did put a bag of like cereal in mine. It's supposed to put something that makes you happy and calm. Mm-hmm. So there's a bag of cereal I stuck in my pocket. Um, and then for was the it, run, was it Fruit Loops? Some of it was Fruit Loops. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, it was. All right. You know what? There's no rules. Rules go out the window no, sometimes. Exactly. And you know what? Because no, I nailed my hydration. Everybody out there's Fruit Loops, so you might as well. I. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to document and release, um, my workout plan that I did for this at some point. Cause I've every single day documented and I'm going to probably release the last three months of, of my workouts and what I did. And, um, and I'm going to write down exactly what I ate on the, on the, uh, race day and the day before and, 
you know, my hydration plans and, uh, it was, you know, you got to know your body, but you know, fruit loops was what made me happy. So, you know, you're on the bike for that long. So you can grab that. And then 13 miles into the run, there's a special needs run bag too. Um, which I didn't need anything at that point, but it's just to have just in case you never know. Um, some people put in sandwiches, some people, you know, again, I had a, um, I put in a bagel with peanut butter and I actually ate a half a bagel with peanut butter for my first half mile on my run. Cause I was freaking hungry. Yeah. Like I didn't want goo. I didn't want anything that they had. I wanted like, and to throw this out here, I don't eat bagels. <laughs> I really don't eat bagels with peanut butter, but I knew that that was something that wouldn't really bother my stomach. I needed the carbs. I needed something, something. Yeah. Just a little, little bump. But, but that, that was your five bags. That's a lot of pressure. And let's say that I definitely, we got into town and I was like, wait, do I need to turn in my run bag too? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, Michael, do you think you can go back and get the run bag? Like there was multiple times I forgot bags that I'm like at the start of the race. Even, that they needed to be checked. That needed that to be checked or done. And it's just a lot. Like you got your emotions going. You're trying to remember things. Do I have everything? Do, you know, you forget your helmet or your cycle shoes. You're not getting on that bike. You know, you forget this, that. Um, it was it was a lot to to organize and think about ahead of time in the midst of like trying to wrap your head around the endeavor that you're about to to take on. So you, now take us to race day. So all that's done. You know, right. you, you had the last supper, right? Done the and night done. Night before, uh, morning of. Morning of, I got up at like four fifteen, and I'm like, let's do it. YOLO. Let's, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Um, my husband actually, we decided he drove me in. We stayed about ten minutes outside of Lake Placid, which was great. It wasn't that far. It was nice. Um, we took our kids. We decided to wake them up. Michael was like, "Is my husband? Um, I have a nine-year-old son who's a." you know, a competitive swimmer. And he's like, I really think Alex needs to see this. Um, and my daughter, Lauren was like, I want to go too. Yeah. So both the kids, my five-year-old and nine-year-old, um, we took them with us and they got to experience the beginning of the Ironman. So we came into town and they open up the corrals to kind of, you know, by your bikes. A lot of people, like even myself, you fill up your tires because the pressure drops overnight. So there's a lot of like last minute bike maintenance you want to do. You want to check your bags. Um, and then you have to walk to the swim area after everything is all set. And, um, I definitely, you know, was walking to the swim area and I came out and I, I saw my husband and kids as I'm about to, you know, walk up to mirror Lake is where you swim. And I just lost it. I started crying and Michael's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, this is so stupid. Why did I do this? I, I'm not going to finish. What was I thinking? This is just over my head. And he's like, Okay, take a deep breath. You're just freaking out. He's like, I just saw one of our friends. She's in the same emotional state that you are. This is totally normal. You know, and I'm like, okay, all right, deep, you know, like deep breathing. And then we had about 40 minutes um, by the lake before, you know, the pros went in. Um, there were professional women that, that went and just tore up the course. Like they were, I mean, you know, they've been doing this forever. Right. Um, so you line up kind of in these corrals with people that they have a wave start, which is nice. So I'm not a fast swimmer. So I kind of stayed with people that, you know, I thought I was going to swim in the time, which I actually did better. The swim was, was supposed to freak me out, but 
it was very anticlimactic. I got in the lake. I'd done a practice lap um, of, I swam one of the, everything is double. Everything is a double loop at this place. So swam a lap of one point, what was it? Two. What is it? Yeah, 1.2. And um, and I'm like, all right. That was two days before. I'm like, this is fine. So um, yeah, so I, I literally just walked in the water, dove in and started swimming. And that was it. There was no, like, get kicked in the face. There was no, like, panic. There was, was no a, breaststroke. Just a I clean, just, clean swim. Yeah, and it literally, I'm thinking, I remember thinking to myself, and, and I stayed a little bit away from the big crowds at first. The second loop, I was just right in there with everyone, like, like elbowing and getting kicked. and But I had a fast second loop because I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid. I'd already... I'm like, how was it? How was it swimming around all those people? Did it help you? Did it pull you? Do you feel like you're like, I like it. Little convoy going. I actually like it because I know that people are around me. Whereas I've done a lot of swims alone. (laughs) And I think that the alone swimming is worse because it's like you're, if I'm going to, if someone's going to get eaten by a shark, it's going to be me (laughs) and not safety in numbers. That's how I feel about that. And you, you know, you kind of just go with everyone or if someone's ahead of you, follow them or they're next to you. And yeah. Just, you know, you kind of have, I got in kicked range. and punched sure. a couple times. And if people were really on top of me, I would either swim faster or I'd let them go. And it, it just wasn't, um, I was almost upset. It wasn't more like exciting in the water. Like I was almost like, wait, I built this up to be so crazy. And I'm like, all right, that's done. Your, word, right. your words to me were that was that it was uneventful. Yeah, yeah, it was just I'm like, like oh. yeah, the swim was just like uh. a swim. Yeah, I, because it was I mean, so bad. And you were trained. I mean, you it's it's just another swim. It's always just you know, it's just another bike. It's just another that run. ocean it swim. Happened to be longer in the waves. Oh, I yeah. did a mile ocean race with my son. Race meaning well, the, all these people are like, you know, high school and college swimmers that were doing this, or you know, we're way back, but. We swam in the ocean. The, the waves were big. I almost lost oh, my son. It yeah. was a traumatizing event. That was hard. This swim in this lake, not hard. No current, no huge waves and breakers and getting... I got face planted on the way in yeah, from that race, <laughs> from the waves. I'm like, really? So this was... It was nice. It was so, nice. So 2.4 miles swim, done. 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 It was like hour a, and hour and twenty something minutes. Twenty eight minutes, I think it was. You I know, pull you up. I have yeah, it on the tracker. Whatever it was, I was like, oh, I'm going to be forever, and it really wasn't. It's was like an hour and twenty five or twenty six, something like that. So when I started, I woke up and went for my normal mm-hmm. normal run Sunday run day, and I'm um, heading out to the uh, to the place where you know we do the Masquan Reservoir where we all do our runs. And I was about to start my run. I look. I say, "All right, Christine is two minutes into the swim, <laughs> right?" And then uh, I said, "Okay, you know, good. I'm just going to go for a run." And you know, I had a little run for myself. I ran about ten miles. Nice. A couple loops at the reservoir. Nice. You know, not. not <laughs> feel, the reservoir helped me. By I feel, the way, I feel I'll completely inadequate, no. like based on my ten miles. But uh, you know, and then we come back, and one of the guys that I was with was John Bayonne, who's uh, who's done iron man like placid he's another guy that we run with and he's you know he's taking you on bike rides mm-hmm. and he's you know he's really i think more than anything he's calmed you yeah uh you know to tell you hey it ain't nothing but a thing you're gonna get out there and you're gonna keep moving take your time and yeah it's gonna be slow and right? that's it like, you know yeah so so he was with us so i said i have no idea like you know the swim was uh here i have it right here uh yeah 126 you know and i said is that good 
Like is that average? Any, like, I don't like, average. Like, I don't even like. What does that mean? I don't even know like how to scale it. You or had two like hours that. and twenty minutes to get out of that water, right? So you know, and and yeah, by the by the scale of it, you were right in the middle of the field mm-hmm. overall. You know, the overall. And swim for a non-swimmer, for what I had to accomplish, yeah. to get to be able to oh, swim, yeah. and that's the thing that you know, triathletes are like whatever, and I'm like, no, it's not whatever. Like I did not know how to swim, and three months ago. Or no, two months ago, Angel Bob, which is the other story, um, great guy who's totally helped me with my swimming. Total whatever. Shout, shout out to Bob. Riley. I had a complete like shit show meltdown in the water the first time with my wetsuit, like hyperventilating, couldn't breathe. Like two months ago, and I'm like, like I I felt bad. I was like, oh my god, I'm like he, I just totally. I'm not going to be able to do this. This is like 2.4 is a daunting, like there's no way daunting there's task. No way that I I'm going to do this. I'm going to drown and you know. And it was a going from that to being able to do 2.4 swim and be like middle of a pack in a freaking Ironman. I'm like good to go. Okay, we're good. Yeah, we're good. You're done. We're good. Check that off the list. It, you know, and now I actually enjoy swimming. Like I I actually enjoy it. It's boring after because you know, like if you're in there forever, it's after a while. How many times can you repeat the verses to you know under the sea, the Little Mermaid? You know, <laughs> it's you know. Um, so at least is that your breathing pattern? Sometimes under, under the, the sea, sea breath. Under the you know, um, but yeah, it's hard to. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. All but right, so then you come out of the water. So you're wet. Out of the you water, run. You run actually T1. like Let's a quarter. Talk T1. You actually run like a quarter mile in this Ironman, and they have like this carpet area on the street. It's really interesting. Um, and you've got to run like down this hill barefoot with your wetsuit. And it's funny because I came out of the water, and the pictures of me out of the water looked like I just won a gold medal in the Olympics. Because I'm like, yes, because <laughs> it was just you know it's just such a you know big goal that I'd had to to do that. And um, I'm like, that's it. If I could get out of the water, I said that. If I could get out of the water and survive it, I've already won. And that's really how I felt because that was such a weakness and I couldn't do it. Anyone could ride a bike. I mean, it could take you 10 hours. But um, so you get out, you you hold your wetsuit. And here's me like so freaking pumped. Everyone else is just like, yay, okay. So here's me like, yeah, like yelling. Got wetsuit in hand. And then I start running. Other people are walking. No, no, no. I ran. And... I was like, I was like, well, I got to make up for the time for the swim because I'm a big goofball and you have to have fun. You got to kind of, you know, keep things light and add some levity. And that's just me. I knew that this was not, I wasn't going to win this event. I just wanted to, you know, finish it and feel good. That's it. I didn't want to cramp or die or so you get to, um, you actually run down, you grab your bag, you have wetsuit in hand, you grab your bike bag, you run into this tent the women's tent, you go in, there's a seat and there's one person for every person. It's actually pretty crazy. Wow. So you have like an individual person that will come and they open your bag for you and they start taking your stuff out and you start taking your clothes off and they hand you things and you know, and they're like, what do you need? Do you need sunblock? Do you need Vaseline? Do you need whatever? And so of course I got my Vaseline and put it all over my lady parts and everything else. <laughs> um, and <laughs> for real, and then you run, you take off in your cycle shoes and you got to run around almost like half a track. And someone else already knows that you're there because they called your number. So people are by the bike and they're standing with your bike ready for you to to get on it. Um, so all I mean, it's really great That's communication. Really amazing that they have it. Yep. Just so and well they take your bag with the number, and then someone hangs your bag back up. That and now your wetsuit is already in your your run your 
bike bag because they switch it or yeah. it's fascinating. They've got it all nailed. They got it all. Yeah. Um, so I take off on the bike and uh, it's, the weather was, it was like overcast. It's pretty cool. It was cool. It was great weather for Lake Placid. It didn't really rain. But if you look up how far in the distance, you could see these gigantic mountains and they're all covered. You can't even see the tops in these like black clouds. And I'm like, Oh, good Lord, please tell me that's not where we're going. And that's exactly where we were going. Um, everyone had asked me, they're like, Christine, don't you know the bike course? Didn't you come up here and ride it? Don't you know the elevations? And I'm like, I haven't even looked at it. And that's probably better. Uh, yeah. I wrote a little bit of the course, but it, what I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't have the time or the money or the whatever to come up and do a, like a week-long training or a, a test run or, or come up on vacation, like a practice vacation it, it wasn't in the cards and I knew that it was going to be tough on the bike. I knew it was going to take long. And and really like, you know, from where you're coming from, that's not even something that you would even do. Like you don't go up and run the Boston marathon course before you run Boston, right? You see it the first time you see it, right? You, I mean, anything. So it's not really even something that you probably would have considered in that world. The triathlon world is probably something like a, a requirement almost where they, they need to, to do that i don't know they also come a lot of people come up a week before yeah and they ride all week i mean it's just like the boston marathon when when you go up to boston you just see people running like you've never seen so many people running in a city before in your life and you're like aren't you here to run a marathon why are you running it's the same thing with the triathletes you're used to working out every day yeah so it's not i never understood why people would run like the day before this or that but if you're used to running every day that's what you do and if you're not a pro, you're not going to you're not going to win the race. It's not like you're you know having an ice bath all day the day before. It really, there were people out swimming and running and biking the day before the Ironman. I chose not to, but because I knew I trained and didn't you know yeah, taper for, like I yeah. normally should. Um, but that's my thing. I don't do anything the day before. There's there's nothing that good can come out of that. Nothing. Yeah. Go for a walk. Yeah. You know, I, I was in the hot tub a little bit like the day before. We walked a little bit, but that's it. That is it. All right. So now you're on the bike. You're heading, the to, bike. You're heading towards uh, Greystoke, those Maybe dark, miles. cloudy mountains. I think the bike was entirely uphill. I think all of it was uphill, <laughs> except some of the downhills that were so treacherous. Because, by the way, it started raining pretty heavily. And... There was, what, 35-mile-an-hour winds. It was crosswinds, headwinds. So literally, even on the declivities, <laughs> like, my bike wasn't going. Like, you had to pedal on the declines because the wind was so strong. So on the declines where you thought, hey, oh, yeah, I'm going to be going, like, 35, 40 miles an hour, no problem, you were going, like, 15 miles an hour pedaling. That really messes up your time because... 15 miles an hour would be a little less than seven hour bike ride. That's what I was assuming. Like, all right, Christine, we got this. Like six hours, 45 minutes. Yeah, you can make like, up that time. We're good. That's going to be my bike time. So that's really where I worked out. Like six, 45, maybe seven hours. And um, <laughs> it was it was bad. It was just because I knew I was going to take it easy on the bike. I wasn't going to push it. Could I have gone a lot faster? Absolutely. But I was I knew that I could run. So I'm like, just let me enjoy the bike. The bike was treacherous. I would say that. It was treacherous. Riding a bike with those teeny tires. Eventually we hit, you know, declines that you did pick up a lot of speed. I was going, I think, 45 miles an hour at one point. 
and it's raining and it's wet and I'm not good on the bike. And you're like, oh my God, please, Lord, please don't let my bike slide out and I'm going to die. Because really you crash and you slide off your bike and slide off the road. You're, you're done. You're breaking something. It's a knee. It's a, it's an arm. It's a clavicle. Like, um, yeah, it wasn't good. And you know, I'm watching these people with their rocket ship bikes being blown all over the place. And it was, you know, riding the brake, even if you're riding the brake, it, it was like, it, are the brakes going to, going to go? Like, yeah, like is it going to yeah, not just... work? Cause it's so wet. You ride behind people, their bike would just spray up water, like right in your face. I had my sunglasses on, um, and more jacket because after Boston I learned, you know, I'd rather be warm than, but even I would say maybe even 40 miles into the, into the bike ride. I was like, I'm cold. Like I'm starting to get cold. Like yeah. I, is there another like hill that I can climb to get warmer? Like you were, you wanted so badly to, to get your heart rate up. And I'm thinking to myself, if it doesn't stop raining, when I come back into town, I'm going to have to ask someone for like their, their long sleeve shirt to put underneath my jacket just in case it keeps raining. Um, but I did, I stopped at a lot of the aid stations. I would, there was a couple times where it was raining where I actually went in and went to the bathroom to the porta potty just to warm up for like a minute or two and then got back on the bike. And I think that was the saving grace. Cause I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to drop my body temperature. You know, I'm going to get water. I'm going to, and I really think that's what it was. And it did stop raining by the end of the first loop of the bike. And, and here's me. Hey everybody, it stopped raining. <laughs> no one answers. No one. Stone faces. No one. Triathletes. The second, there were some lighten up y'all. There were some points where we're climbing up a hill and I'm not going that fast, but I'm like, you know, I had a little bit more momentum and I'd be like to your left, but I'm going really slow. So I may be here for like five minutes. So if you want to talk, my name's Christine, you know, like sometimes I get a smile, but like very rarely did I have anyone. I mean, we'd be all close together and no one's saying anything. I'm like, all business. Hey everybody. (laughs) Really? I don't know. It's, I don't think it was that serious like serious and meanwhile i'm looking at these people like dude you're riding like a seven and a half hour bike ride like you're not doing that great like lighten up you're not gonna win yeah (laughs) you're gonna finish i get i get both sides you know but people people you know get obsessive and and they want to you know they want to take it seriously but how many hours though like you take it seriously that many hours yeah i did get off the bike this was great um one of the last stops it was like you know mile 90 and i was like this is the last time and i I wasn't gonna stop and i'm like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna stop my back is cramping or whatnot get off i go into the bathroom there's this woman she's on her bike and i don't know where she's from but she had a great accent and she was like I don't know about y'all, but my lady friend is not happy with me right now. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I haven't felt below my waist in like three hours. She was like, I don't know, but it's not good. Oh (laughs) my gosh. But like, that's the stuff that you have to just... It's funny, and you're like, we're all kind of feeling it at the same time, and yeah, you're kind of all in it together, and you know, we all went through. No the one rain. feels good. There's, you know, it's uh, yeah, it was, you know, aside from like childbirth, I'm like that was probably a close second to how that feels, you know, after a while. But yeah, good stuff. But I got through it. Done. Absolutely. Done and done. 
No, done. So again, you know, done. the bike is a long time. It's a good chunk of the day. It's like a real work day. You know, it's a the bike. It's too long. I think it's way too long. <laughs> 112 miles on like, a bike. I was what, explaining to my wife. I, I was like, the miles. It's just the time it takes. Like, if I could cut a couple hours off that, I'd be good. Yeah. Which I would if I did it again. Yeah. There's no chance that. Oh, you could definitely become more proficient in biking and maybe get a you know have a better bike you know your bike is is a road bike right it's, it's like there's tri bikes there's road bikes there's like all it this didn't gear make that like much of a difference no. in the mountains but definitely um i'm going to tell you that i rode i think i figured out that i rode the first 56 miles in the wrong gear <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome so I'm just going to throw it out there that I think I deserve an hour handicap. <laughs> and if anyone, I don't even, I'm like embarrassed to say that because the, I didn't really figure it out. You left the parking brake on. Cause I'm like, literally that's what it was because I was working just as hard as everybody else, but going half as fast. How does that happen? Because I had my chain in the wrong, I don't even know what it's called. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Sprocket thing. The wrong sprocket. I know nothing. Whatever. Oh, this is such a great wrap up. Um, all right. So yeah, it was definitely the wrong whatever. And you're split. So after an hour and twenty six minutes on the um, in of swimming. Oh my god, it was over eight hour bike you were ride. Eight, eight hours and fourteen minutes yeah. on the bike. I would say that fifteen of those minutes were probably stops. Okay. So I would say it was about eight hours riding. Um, and, and the way, you know, just the way that the app works and things like that, you know, it's like, you can kind of see, well, I can't see when there's hilly terrain, you know, I can't see when there's mountains, when there's uphills, when there's downhills. I was downhills. going so slow at points that I thought my bike would tip over. Like you'd be going like 15 miles an hour yeah. downhill, maybe like 25 and then you'd be going like seven. All right. So, <laughs> so this was part of the plan though. This was definitely the, the way that you chose to attack this mm -hmm. right i know john bayonne was one guy who said you know don't get in a pissing match in the bike you know right. if someone's gonna pass you they're gonna pass you like you know the, the more you know just keep it even on the bike and then you know you'll get to what you're great at is the run right so it was kind of a, a, a wave you know it was it was really good so uh, a little bit longer, but here's what I have to tell you. So I am in contact with a couple other people that you know that know this stuff. Um, Billy Conway mm -hmm. and uh, and John Bayonne, uh, and they were telling me that they had other friends that were out there on the bikes as well. You know, they were they were racing as well, and that it's all good because their times were a little bit slower than they had expected as well, right? So I think that the bike. Route. I think a they changed it maybe recently uh, within the last couple of years to a different course, which you know we would. I didn't know. see either one, yeah. so that's fine. Right. So yeah. So it doesn't matter. But um, but that you know, like people that were normally seven hour or you know sub seven hour bike riders were coming in a little over seven. You know, like there was like some the buffer here where the this course was definitely taking longer, and then. Even post race, I've seen, I saw some other guys. We've got a, another friend uh, that I that uh, I'm friends with on Facebook, who who raced really well. Jason Gers, shout out! He had a tremendous race. He's an animal. Uh, so he um, he said the same thing. He said, you know, it's just a little really treacherous. Uh, you know, windy conditions. Uh, he probably does not put his brakes on when he's going downhill because he's a 
freaking crazy person. Because he rides one of those crazy <laughs> he, he pro- yeah, phantom yeah, 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 yeah. bikes with, I mean, the, it's, it's, with it's the rockets like, on the back. I think it's like, you know, like 12th, 13th, 15th Iron Man. He's been to Kona. He's he's the real deal. Um, and he runs like a like a savage. And I can I've never ridden with him, but I'm you know, but I've I could imagine he rides and swims just the same. You know, it's extremely alpha dog personality here. So anyway, um, so everybody's just you know a little bit slow. So I said, John, you know, again, same as the swim. How is that? Is that anything? He's like, she is fine. <laughs> Billy Conway, same thing. Just let her get her running shoes on, right? Because after your 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bicycle ride. You got a marathon ahead of you. I've never (laughs) – there was a girl on a bike, and and that's what we kept saying. I'm like, all I have to do – I kept thinking about this in my mind, especially the second loop of the bike because you go 56 miles, and then you got to do it again. That's Knowing how effing awful the first loop was. How those climbs and the declines and it was pouring rain and I'm like, oh my god, that's defeating. I'm gonna do that again. It's it really mentally messes with you. This course, they actually said that this is one of this is one of the hardest Iron. I didn't know this. It's one of the hardest Ironmen in the world. So not only is an Ironman hard these races, but Lake Placid is yeah. like the hardest and the second most famous aside from Kona, which is where the World Championships are in Hawaii. I didn't know when I got into this that this was the hardest Ironman yeah. course. Yeah, they're not all done in a vacuum here. Like, right, you know, like a lot of them are a lot, um, just like a lot flatter. They're not like double loops where it like messes with your mind. Sometimes because, you're even swimming in in a moving body of water, so you can kind of like catch the flow. Right. Some yeah. Sometimes you got a little current going, yeah. and they do that on purpose. Um, but this, I mean, I just didn't. I didn't know. And I mean, if you're gonna go hard, I mean, if you're gonna do it, you might as well. If you're go gonna all do out, it. You might, you might as, as well, well do, do the hardest. The you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so at this point going around on that second loop, I knew like, I was like, oh, I just got to finish this loop and maybe, you know, within 20 miles of ending, you know, I'm sitting there like, wow, like I'm yelling on every time I passed a sign, the signs were great because one of the signs would say like, you're at mile 40, but the other sign would say like, you're at mile 90. And I'd be like at mile 90 being like, damn it. We're only at 40 again. I thought I've been out here for like seven hours. Like no one, you know, no, no response. Um, or here's me like, how many more damn mountains are there in the Adirondacks? Silence. Um, there was a girl that was talking and was like, was like, I have never wanted to run a marathon more in my life than I do right now. Just to get the hell Just off the bike. Just to get off the bike. Yeah. And um, that's really how it felt. Like, and what I what kept me going the last twenty miles was all I have to do is go out and run for a couple hours and I'm gonna be an Iron Man. That's all that I kept thinking. That's, That's awesome. All you need me to do is go run for a couple hours and they're gonna say, Christine Conti, mm-hmm. you are an Iron Man. I'm like freaking kidding yeah and that's my mental and it's funny because i really backed off of running for the last month because i knew that that i didn't have to focus on running. you were proficient you could know how to run yeah i know how to fuel if something goes wrong i know how to fix it i i wasn't as calm with the swim and i wasn't as calm with the bike smart so i'm like i really just kind of focused on those two and let running just off to the side still did all my hit training my interval workout which Again, that and the yoga, if people don't get on freaking board with HIIT training and the yoga, I don't know what for, to tell them. For endurance sports. For anything. If anything, yeah. Anything. I had no pain, no hip flexors, no anything. Because 
I train on all planes of the body. I don't do the same thing. And it's, makes me nuts. And maybe it was this Iron Man that I need to stick on my title for people to understand that this works. This is not like, I'm not making this up. It's not like I'm this superpower person. Yeah. Um, but for this, getting, um, getting off that bike and thinking, all I need to do is go run. And here's how I thought of it. Okay. It's a double loop. I got 13 miles, right? What have we done for the past? I've been running with, you know, people are like, where's your coach? What's your coach? And I go, well, I was like, well, I got this guy and my son that I'm helping me swim. And like, you know, I've gotten a lot of tips on the bike. And then like, you know, this guy, John is taking me out a couple times. And, and I was like, you know, and I've gone out running with like Brian and like the people from the reservoir have given yeah. me a lot of tips. Brian, so, Brittany, Bronwyn, like know, all of the crew. Like, I'm like, so they, I've just been around a lot of great knowledgeable people who have been nice enough to share their experiences with me. And I've just been sponging it in and very grateful for them. And, and I said, I, I think that they're actually in, like enthusiastic because they want to share. And, you know, I'm like, good people want to see good people do well. That's it. Of course. And, um, so you didn't spend a thousand dollars on your Ironman triathlon coach. I didn't, I didn't. And people were like, how do you? And I said, I've been in the industry. I know my body and I know what good people are. So, um, Getting out there, what I thought in my mind for the run was all I need to do right now is go run two loops around the reservoir and a little bit more, and then I'm going to get my running special needs bag. That was it. All right. So I go out, and I'm like, and I'm seeing all these people like towards me, and I'm like, wow, I'm really slow on the bike. (laughs) That's all I'm thinking. Like, holy shit. I'm like, wow, I was really slow. And a lot of these people look like they're dying on the run. Meanwhile, I'm like, do, 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 like prancing around. I got my new shoes on that had a little extra like bounce in them. I'm like, I was tracking you and I, uh, and I was like, oh no, she's running a little bit too fast Mm -hmm. because then I hear the voices in my head go slow down, slow down. But I only had eight miles to see how fast I was running because my Garmin died on the run, on the run. So eight miles in. I looked down at my watch. Meanwhile, it said low battery on the bike. And I go, come on, let's be like Hanukkah, like eight days of light. I'm like, come on, you can do this. It's going to be a miracle. It's going to be a Garmin miracle. The oil burning. Like I was like eight days and nights. Yes, you can do this. So I really was talking to my watch. And then, um, and then what happened was, you know, eight miles in, I looked down and it just goes black. And I was like, and I, I know my body so well that I know what an 830 pace feels like sure. with breathing and whatnot. And I just looked down and go, all right, Christine. Just keep it moving. I said, you know what? We're going to have to finish this from the heart. That's exactly what I said to myself. You know what? We're going to run from the heart. We, you know how to run. You know how to breathe. Y- you know, you, you see all these people out here with their stories and whatever else. I said, we're just going to run from the heart. And that's it. And that's, I finished. It's kind of like a loop and back. Um, I think by mile, I don't know what it was. Um, at some point when I cut, cause you leave town, you come back into town, you leave town, come back into town and finish. So I left town and I'm coming back into town and now I'm, only, you know, I'm like, I don't know, whatever mile it was, but maybe it's like mile almost 13 and I get, I get into town. There's loud music playing outside of one of these bars. There's all these crowds and I kind of look around me and just me being me knowing that I'm going to, all I need is another 13 miles and we freaking Iron Man. Like, it's are like, you joking? Yeah, it's like a layup. And I'm like. So I stop in the middle of the street and I start dancing <laughs> <laughs> and people are cheering. But 
like that was the mindset and the mentality. I go, all right, 13 more miles. I got to loop back through town. I got to make one more loop and come back. And damn it. I said to myself, I'm like, you're not freaking walking. Everybody was walking. Yeah. Everybody. I walked a little bit through the aid stations and I have to say the last 13 miles, I sustained myself on a little bit of water. I'd put ice cubes down my shirt um, and down my sports bra on the back. I had, I couldn't have any more goose or anything like my, my body was done with it. The sugar and that's just I had a couple pretzels when I first started and a little bagel, but I was, my body was just done with everything. Um, Coca-Cola <laughs> and there was this, there was this tent and I have to write to them cause they saved my life and these little containers, they were handing out base salt. Okay. I've never had these before in my life, but my body, I knew needed salt. Yeah. Base salt was it. Thank you. Base salt. Yeah, whoever no, you are. Hashtag base salt. And I looked down and I'm, I'm putting like, I'm like putting it in my mouth and like the other soda, whatever. I would have never done this ever. I'm not like a big soda drinker. I don't ever eat salt like that. But that is exactly what I needed. Yeah. Nate, I had big things of like EFS and Carbo Pro on the bike. I made sure I drank both of those before the run. Um, and that's like the, the 800 calorie thing. So I didn't have to eat a lot. I got it all from my hydration. And um, I actually looked at the container after and it said like serving 20. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Or I had 10 servings of salt in the last 13 miles. <laughs> yeah, like that's hearts, fine. Hearts exploding. Um, Maybe that's the key. That's the But it worked. Thing. It worked is all I have to say. And uh, It sure as hell worked. It, you know, at the end, I just said to myself, I see all these people walking up the hills and this and that. And it, I'm like, I'm not walking up the hills. I'm, it takes just the same amount of energy for me to that slow, steady pace. And I felt like I was running so slow because I'm not used to running at that pace. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, slow down, so kiss, keep it slow, keep it slow. And just to endure it and maintain, you kind of never know what, what's no coming, right? I had no idea what my pace was either like, because there's no clocks. Yeah. There's no nothing. It wasn't even like I could look at a split or look at a clock. There it might have been the best thing for nothing. you. I mean, Nothing. and some of those things, like I'm looking at the splits. If if some of those things, like if you did see a nine or something come into your watch, I stopped to go to the bathroom. I think well, my, Michael it was doesn't like, matter. Yeah, what's this ten? I was like, oh, I think I went to the bathroom. Well, we and got determined. A drink. We determined. John and I, as we were texting back and forth, that one of the mats was maybe just like a little bit off as far as the distance that they were were showing because everybody had one split. It was like around twenty. Was two, it a huge incline? It was like, well, yeah, it was like around 20, the 20.4 mile split. I'm looking at it here. Everybody's split was up. So like you went from a 755 split to a 1044 pit. So it could have been terrain. There was like a half a mile straight up hill by yeah. the ski jumps, by the Olympic ski jumps. Okay. Heading into town. That could have been. Everybody that I went back and looked at had that one particular split was high. So it was either the hill or the you know elevation or you know maybe just like the timing. I've never know, seen elevation whatever. like that before in my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ever. I It's the mountains. Ever. I mean the marathon elevations. <laughs> so Boston's going to be a freaking joke this year. I can't every time I went up a hill. As long as you get good weather. I was yeah, well. I'm running in a <laughs> snowsuit this year. I already decided so, snowsuit here I come. So let me tell the public here what happened with you in this marathon. Christine got off the bike and ran a 344 marathon. All right? Pretty goddamn fast. I walked through every water stop. This is the deal. I walked through every water stop. I went to the bathroom twice. 
and I felt like I ran really slow. So now, um, and I had no idea what I was running because I didn't have a freaking watch. It's an average of 834 per mile, right? With those stops, with the walking, with all that stuff, with the terrain, with the hills. She was the uh, third fastest marathon run in her age group. And she was the 19th fastest woman on the marathon course, right? In the whole mm-hmm. race. Yeah. And she was the 101st overall marathon time in the entire, you know, out of those 2,900 or so or 2,500 yeah. or however. So only 100 people in the whole race, including all the pros, including all the people that have done this before, right? <laughs> and including all the people. If I only learned people, how to swim and, and bike, maybe we can. Uh, <laughs> only 100 ran a faster marathon than you. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm watching this and I'm like, is this too fast? Is this too fast? Because, you know, like in the marathon. They John say, told me 830 pace. He's like, just try and go for. 830 pace yeah. and I was like alright sub 4 like kind of area but you didn't, you know you never know like even in a regular marathon you, you know the race begins at mile 20 or you know halfway we always 18 say. yeah John told me you're not racing until you're at 18 yeah I saw 18 and I was like alright game on here we go and it's like after after 10 hours of swimming and biking you run a 344 marathon it's, it's, it blows my mind. It blows my you mind. You could do it. You could do it. I took five kids under the age of nine to the Monmouth Park racetrack that day. I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> right? I woke up in the morning. I had a big long list of things that I did while Christine was doing the Ironman, and I had a list. I wrote it all down, and of course, I left it at home. But, I mean, it was more or less like I woke up. You know, I I you know, I went I went for my run. I ran ten miles. Like I was no freaking slouch. I had That's a good great. had a good solid outing. You know, I came home. I chilled out for a little bit. I checked my social medias. I played. You know, I I I, uh, I ate. You know, I took a shower. Yeah, I did all these things. Decided what I was gonna do for the day. Took the kids to Mama's Park Horse Racetrack. You know, met up with those. Like, you know, had a big long freaking yeah. day. I look. Conti's still on the bike. All right, she's on the bike. She's it's good. I don't even need to say still on the bike because of course no, you're still I on the still bike. No, I still was on the bike. No, of course you're still on the bike. It's 112 miles <laughs> of, of riding, right? Uh, like you know the way that the way that I see it. I, I told my wife I was like, so this it's way too long. It, it's like you know it's like I I said here's you know one landmark and then here's another landmark. She's just gonna swim from here to there and then she's gonna get on her bike. And we're on the Jersey Shore. I was like, and she's going to ride her bike to Delaware, mm-hmm. you know? And then when she gets off that, she's going to run a marathon. So whatever. It's a long day. And then, like, I came home from there. <laughs> I was at my friend's house for a little while with the kids running around, you know? And then... then you get nervous? Because I get nervous yeah. for people. Like, oh, my God, they're still... Yeah. Like, they're still out there. And then I, uh, you know, came home, made some dinner, ate... <laughs> Turn on the Yankees game. It was like running out. You know, I was like, oh, she's good. She's running now. And, you know, then there was like the time where like I had those windows where I was like sitting there and and going back and forth with people because like it was just kind of like downtime. You know, like the dishes were put away and all that Uh stuff. You know, like I did all the shit while you were out there doing all this. I I really appreciate that. (laughs) I do. And, and like I'm texting your, you know, your husband and I are, are communicating. He was fantastic, by the way. I, I told him earlier, I was like, listen. He was great, Sharpa. I'm like, I'm really going to try and leave you alone, but like, have you seen her? Like, like what's going on? You know, like we're all invested in this. People are messaging me back and forth. Um, it's like a TV series, but it's live. 
And then it's like, all right, now she's on the run and holy shit, she's crushing it. You know, like, and I know nothing about all this. Can yeah. we throw this out here? Like, I'm, I'm in no, like la la. No, land. you're dancing and cracking jokes in <laughs> Lake Placid <laughs> while doing all this. And it was just, you know, it was like really just kind of fun. And then it was like a half an hour before you were you coming in. I could see on the track, you know, that you were like, you know, twenty four five. You know, like you were coming in, and I could tell. I go over to my computer. I turn on the Iron yeah. Man site, you know, and then like you know that you could see people coming in, and the voice of Iron Man, Mike Riley, is who is at our breakfast for Iron Man Foundation I get, the I day wanna, before. I want to oh, get into that cool. in a sec. Uh, so, you know, he's, you know, he's so-and-so, you are an Iron Man, you know, so-and-so, you are an Iron Man. And it's like, all right, you know, and I'm setting up camp in front of the computer. Like I've done all this stuff today. You've been <laughs> like, from the time that I went for my morning run, you were doing something. It's freaking insane. It's mental. It's so, but like you have to be dialed in. Yeah. You have, like it was. Dialed in, tuned was, out, one or the other. Like, I was <laughs> dialed in from the yeah. second I started that swim. I was dialed in. Yeah. And that was it. I was finishing that race. I told people, I was, I told Mike Riley, I go, I'm finishing this race whether I die or not. So yeah. be ready to call my name. I told him that two yeah. days before. He was laughing at me. <laughs> You're like, I'm Christine he was Conte. Like, All right, Christine. I'm new here. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, Bob, I will hear your voice. He's, he's a funny guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. All right, cool. So, and you know, and here she comes down the down the home stretch. Christine Conti, you are an Iron Man. I know. Arms up. I it was surreal. Like I didn't even like you run in almost like to this Olympic Stadium. You run halfway around, like you know, kind of a um. I don't know. Maybe we're in like a 200 around a track yeah, to like finish. Yeah, like come under the Red Bull thing. Yeah, um, which is cool because they've got the Olympic flame or the Olympic torch that actually was the Olymp- – that held the Olympic flame that's lit the entire time of the race. Um, and you, you, know, you run through the shoot and they tell you like you know, the day before, take your time when you get in there. Don't sprint. Don't – because this is your time. This is your moment. And, you know, make sure you're not with a million people when you come through because you want to get a good photograph or, you know, you want them to call your name. Yeah. And um, there was a girl in front of me and I'm like, <laughs> I was trying to let her go. to. Um, but when you come through, it, like, I barely remember him calling your name because the crowd's cheering. You're kind of – and it's just so surreal. Like, I think I I think I got, like, choked up, like, maybe right before I went in. And I was just kind of like – You could see it. Pumping my arms because you're – you just – Every single person out there, like I, and it wasn't just me, it was the inspiration from every person is going through this mentally, this mental tough game of look what your body can do. And, you know, my mom was even saying, she's like, look at the size of some of these iron people. Like, and I'm like, mom, she's like, but how can they, she goes, how can they carry their bodies and this and that? I said, mom, they float when they swim They're you know, they've got their cardio, they're on the bike, they've got their power in their legs. I said, and a lot of them walk the marathon. I said, but you know what they have? They've got mental toughness and grit and those are the people that maybe they are not, maybe they could be thinner and this and that. I said, but couldn't all of us be better? Couldn't all of us essentially be at something? Yeah, you know, Carol, this or the, you know, I, I love my mom, but <laughs> but it's, it's true. It's true. You, you know do. what I mean? I know absolutely. And it blows I, yeah. people's mind that don't understand that, or you know, or not. I was new to this, and um, people out there really doing it for certain reasons or, or whatever it is. Everyone's got something, some reason why, and uh, you come through actually. Which I was going to say that the staff are just amazing on all these races. If you're ever thinking about doing this. You come through and two people 
there's two people for every person that come up. Two volunteers or staff come up and they hold you up. They take you by your arms whether you need it or not. And they do like a, um, and then like a doctor, medical person comes and they give you like a, you know, how are you feeling? What's your name? What's going on? They kind of. What's five times five? See if you're, you know what they were asking some people? <laughs> is, is Mickey Mouse a cat or a dog? People were like, cat. Wait, cat. Cat. And they're like, wait, it's a mouse. It's not a, <laughs> like, they're funny, like really funny. I would have said the same thing. Yeah. A cat. It's a cat. No. <laughs> um, but they take you and they kind of, you know, they wrap you up. They take you over. They let you go for a minute and they take your picture and then they take you back. Um, and then once they figure out you can walk or not walk or whatever, um, then they'll release you and someone else grabs you and they put you in this big area where they have this gigantic food thing, pizza, French fries, chicken broth, sodas, you name it. And so a woman came over, this wonderful lady, Gina was like, you know, would you like to sit? How are you feeling? So that she sits me down, like wraps me up again. What can I get you? She's like pizza. And I'm like, Oh my God, no, please. No. no. Like, I'm like, Oh, well, you know, I'm feeling like, over sugared and you know she got me like a i don't know, like a sprite or something, something and water yeah. and maybe some chicken broth and i just sat there and it's all these other athletes and it's it was a really cool experience. everyone's checking with their coaches and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah and that's a lot of people were like oh my god your your coach must be proud or whatever i'm like yeah they all are <laughs> um and uh i'm christine i'm new here it was cool it was very cool <laughs> It's real. I mean, people from all over the world come in, you know, speaking all different languages. It was, uh, it was very cool. And, um, I actually felt good. I found my family cause they came down and they were on the side and, uh, maybe I sat there for like 10 minutes and watched people throw up and collapse. And then, um, and after that, yeah, it was, you know, some people don't nail their hydration and whatnot. Um, but, um, had walked over and I wanted to grab my bags. Your family can actually pick up your bike. Cause now you've got to find all of these bags that were all over, um, so I went over actually and, and walked and felt okay. And I went down to pick up some of my bags. And then of course I got a little lightheaded and got the, the hot sweat and was like, okay. So I wound up, um, just changing my clothes and, and I did not, I just did not feel good. Like the nausea set yeah. in. And I don't think it was really from doing anything wrong, but I think it's because who, you know, I'm, I'm eating base salt and drinking Coke for the Coca-Cola's last Coca-Cola's and hour Gatorades and, and Goose and, and just drinking everything. It was my body just, anyone's body just doesn't like it. So I actually went in um, to the med tent and wound up getting just checked out. And the doctor, who's like a head oncologist somewhere, it was that was, uh, you know, especially with the meds and everything else. Like, I, you know, I worry about my liver. If I'm too dehydrated, that could really, my liver could shut down, especially with the, the chemo and the this and the that. So um, that was huge. But I went in and, and they put you right on the scale. They, they put, they weigh weigh you before they they weigh, right? So I was like, this is interesting. And, and she looks down and goes, you only lost three pounds. She goes, you did an amazing job hydrating. She goes, most people in here, they lost six to 10 pounds already today. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, which is, that's not good. So that's why, you know, a lot of people were hooked up to IVs and I just got a, um, one of the, uh, the Zofran under my tongue. So I didn't feel right. Zofran. I, I think so. Yeah. So friends, a little pill it puts under like your tongue. Nausea. When I was pregnant, I used yeah. to have them sometimes, okay. but you know, they just gave me one of those because I was so nauseous from all the crap. They're like, what can we get you to eat? I'm like, nothing. Um, I've, so I've I, had that after marathons yeah. for sure. Like, you know, drinking, I just, I'm like, Oh, junk on the course and just kind of enduring yeah. it. So I sat down for like, maybe I sat for like 25 minutes to a half hour, just 
So my color came back. I felt good. And as soon as, you know, I started talking now and now I'm hungry and, you know, and then, you know, I, I still felt a little weird and then felt fine. I wound up having to walk like, like three quarters of a mile uphill to, to, <laughs> to Michael's like, car. Yeah, isn't that the worst? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, and you know, and I'm like, I'm just gonna, I held his hand really tight up all these like stairs and hills. And I'm like, this is a joke. Right? <laughs> like this is a joke. Um, but I mean, that was really it that night. I, you know, I, I ate a little bit showered. That was the highest step I ever felt getting over my, over the tub. That night, my oh, foot yeah. into the shower. I'm like, into the car, okay. into the tub. Those All are the ones. Right. Um, but the next morning, I think I went to bed at like 12. The day was just like a, a blur when I went to bed. I woke up the next morning at 7, and I just was like, up. Like, what just happened? Yeah. What, what just took place yesterday? And I wound up going downstairs, and I, I sat in the hot tub for an hour. And that's that was the next morning. And then... So no soreness, no joint soreness. How about your hands? Everything like your hands were good. The biggest thing that was sore, a little, little on my hips just because of being on a bike for eight hours, but nothing, there was nothing that was, I was so worried about my calves cramping and everything else. I think the salt was fine. And then I get quads sore in my quads after I was okay. Like up and down the stairs are usually marathon post marathon. Just a little bit, nothing crazy, but my abs and my arms which is weird, but because the bike was so treacherous, you had to be so engaged. Yes. So for eight hours of your core okay. and your arms, it you were had, clinched. It was like, and that was it. That was really it. And then, you know, post uh, post race took Monday off, traveled back, and then yesterday I already had a you know hit training and and whatnot and, and good <laughs> that to was go all, and that was only Tuesday, right? So. uh yeah, so today two days already, off the Ironman. She's back to hit training. So I already had a training today, right. and got another one later. And oh, it's Jesus, just keeping up on the hydration and eating, so I don't. It's dip. crazy, but that's it. Well, you are fit. It. I mean, it's, it's it. fit. If anyone's gonna recover like that, it's you. It's it's you know, it's it's your fitness and and your strength. Uh, it's. You know, it goes. It's like you said, the hit training and the yoga and and the flexibility and everything. It's it's really helpful. I could have never imagined doing something of this magnitude ever, ever. Like it's hard to wrap without it. It's hard to wrap your head around. It's yeah. you know, people are like, I came home actually, and my entire house was decorated from uh, I wanna, from a bunch of my friends. That's a good. That's a good segue because I really wanted to talk to you about about that part of this whole thing. I mean, you've said time and time again that your mission and your one of your goals with not only with this but in life is to you know, is to help people get moving, help people be healthy, help inspire people to mm-hmm. live a healthier life. And it was never more evident than in the uh, the amount of people that you had following you. The I mean, a week before the a week before the Iron Man, the Iron Man Foundation or the Iron Man Magazine puts the article out about you. Mm-hmm. All right. You with the rheumatoid arthritis, how you got into it, you know, what you're thinking. It's a beautiful article uh, that was, you know, shared on social media and I shared it and we shared it on the Two Fit Crazy site and, you know, people were, were very much behind you with this. A couple days before that even mm-hmm. of the Mar- the Ironman, again, the local newspaper, the Asbury Park Press, puts out their video 
article on you, which has got you not only riding and running <laughs> in the streets, right, with the GoPro uh-huh. footage and fun. all that stuff, uh, you know, in front of your house. I see your like your neighborhood in the in the background, but it also has you injecting your abdomen with the medicine that you take for your rheumatoid arthritis. You know, the story about it, the bucket list, and all mm-hmm. this stuff, and the genesis of why this is all happening in the first place. So that comes out. Day after that, the print article on the same thing comes out. I haven't even seen that. It was, it was, it was really cool. I mean, you had something that you said something in there that that was like so profound. I for, I forgot. That. I said that you can there you have it's it's kind of played like off of the lay, Wonder Woman. Yeah. You could lay you could you, lay down and die, or you can use it as a gift. Whatever you have, it you was can, that. Two choices. You know, you want to feel bad about yourself and you know use it as a crutch or 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 use what you have as a gift. And that gift is going to, you know, either negatively impact you or you can use it to inspire the world and affect change. And that's it, you know? And, and, you know, so again, so that happens, right? And that's all leading up to the, and then I get the phone call that, oh yeah, my sneakers blew out. Oh yeah, my Garmin's not even is working anymore. I think I might need a bike rack. Uh, <laughs> you know, blah, 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 you know, like just like these things, you know, and that's all leading up to it. And it's just like, it, it, you really do inspire people. Like you really truthfully do. And, you know, no, there was no more evident ever than when, on Iron Man Day, everybody is pouring in to kind of like see what you're doing, right? Like it was race day. It was like you know, it was like the it was like Super Bowl Sunday. You know, it was like media day was out of the way. You know, like the all that up. shit. The lead up, yeah, the hype. <laughs> you know, the hype machine and all this stuff that was working. And I mean, you really do have a lot of people that care about you, and you do inspire a lot of people. I know that I was not the only person that shed tears when I saw. <laughs> I'm fuck. I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. And I thank you for it because you spur emotion, and and, and it's and it's fantastic. Like I need that shit in my life, right? It's like watching a freaking movie that makes you cry. And, well, it's in a hard good work, way. and I hope that everyone was invested. You know, like that. Oh, they're so you invested. Know. And then you come home and your house is completely decorated like, you know, like it's Mardi Gras, but it's not. It's, I, you know, Iron Woman Conti is, is coming home. And, uh, you know, it's – I've said it – I said it the last time, like, you know, uh, in, in other episodes. Like, thank you for bringing me along on this, right? <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. You're laughing at me. I'm, t- I'm being, like, very serious because like, we all need this. In each other, like I'm on Team Conti, right? And you know, and hopefully you're on Team Prendergast, and you know, and I know you are. <laughs> and you know, it's like we kind of need this stuff in our lives to inspire people. I've never ever been intrigued by the Iron Man. I texted your husband. I said, I said I'm intrigued by this, and that's not a good thing at all. <laughs> I'm like, then I then on Craigslist, and I'm like, wow, bikes are really expensive. Maybe I won't be a freaking Iron Man. Um, you know, but you know what I mean? It's like it, you've, you've, you, you do exactly what you're setting out to do. And that, aff- you know, reaffirmation of that is important because you, you need to keep this moving in some, you will in some way, shape or form, whether it's through the show or what you're doing with your, you know, your new, your new fitness programs and the platform that you're rolling out with there or, you know, the next marathon that you run or further than a marathon, right? Marathon's like a layup now. How do you just go run a marathon now? 
right? It's like a, it's like, it's like cheap. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I want the extra 10 hours of, uh, of what I paid for at this point. You like have to run the marathon. There's one dude who like will, will run from the finish line to the starting line of the Boston marathon and then run the Boston marathon to the finish line and then run back to the starting line to get his car. He like runs three in one day. He does it like every year. I, I forget. His, I, I've read articles on him. I've never heard of that before. It's pretty cool, right? So like the morning of the the Boston Marathon, he'll run from the finish line, course in reverse, to the starting line, and then go run it back to the finish line. And then I think run it back to whatever. So like there's people that there. I'm not that scared. <laughs> uh, do you need a coach? <laughs> I wonder if he has a coach. It's it's just like you always joke. It's like Christine being Christine, you know. And I think that a lot of what you have done with this, like you know, like you were somewhat like ignorance is bliss. And I think that in this case, like it was a really good thing. You know, had you been super uber focused like some of these other ones, you probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. You know, like I don't think that there has ever been. You know, plus you crushed the fucking run. I mean, you crushed it. Like, there's, like, it was really. It's so, it's so funny. Such a successful day. It's so slow. From like, like, ooh, it's three forty four marathon. I'm like, oh my god, that's no. It's like embarrassing from right now. No, but it's just a a different. It's a totally different race. Yeah, you ran the nineteenth fastest marathon by a woman in the whole entire race. So just to put it in perspective, if it was just a marathon and you went yeah. out and you became a 19th overall yeah, in a marathon, a like that's a pretty good goddamn pretty day, good day. Right. You know, in a big time right, event, right. like, like, like Placid is, you know, and, and I, I think that, you know, if you just square this thing away with the bike and not <laughs> knock off a couple hours, you might be able to do these things a little bit faster. Like next year, right? Oh Did you go gosh. down and sign up? Can't you go down and sign up the next day? You could, I could have signed up already for next year. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's, you know, I don't know. But again, like the entire, the entire journey was, you know, if I hadn't made kind of a career change and, you know, taken a chance and, and said, you know what, I'm going to throw my name in here randomly, who knows, um, you know, for things that I think I could never do or any of us. And that was kind of the whole purpose to inspire others. And I know that again, along this journey, and I talked about it yesterday that, along my journey, there were a lot of people this year who were like, you're never going to be able to do this. This is stupid. Why would you do this? What, what's the point? You know, you're, you're this, you're that kind of put down, put down, put down and assholes, but it's the same in life. It's the same in life. I don't care if you're talking about, you know, what you're trying to focus on in business or anything else. There's going to be people that try and put out your flame and try and bring you down. And I just literally wanted to inspire others this year to say, I don't really care what you have because I'm not going to lay down and die. It's going to take a lot more to to bring down Christine Conti than whatever else you got for me out there. And, you know, whatever happened this year, even with the Boston Marathon, where my body really just shut down, you know, that was even a gift because the gift there is, all right, I could be like, oh, that sucks. And it, it actually didn't because that was the worst possible thing that could happen, aside from death, was to for me for not finishing. Yeah. Hey, I've already done that. Nah, but you and, used it. You yeah. know, and I know my body and I know I couldn't have you carried that, on. You, like, like, you know, like a true positive being, you use that as something to help you, right? The Boston experience was helpful. Right. It wasn't ideal. You wouldn't want it to happen if it didn't, you it know, but, terrible, but, but it did happen and you used it to. Moving to, on. Yeah. And you used it to, to kind of put things in perspective and, you know, 
maybe work a little bit, you know, like harder. I don't know. It's just maybe possible for you to jacket, work out. Wear a jacket. Wear a jacket on. Uh, yeah. Right. Like, there was, there was, you know, there's, it was a lesson, right? You learned from it, right? It wasn't a mistake or a disaster. And it's just, you know, it's a perspective that, that you can, you know, failure is, is, you know, is not fatal. And, right, you know, right. you just kind of move on from it. And uh, I, I just, again, Thank you for bringing me along on this freaking crazy journey. on this crazy train journey. Yeah. yeah, that was it. It was just a journey, and you know, I wanted to be as authentic as possible. That you know, you got to see, you didn't get to see that Facebook. You know, everything is lollipops and rainbows. It wasn't. You know, how many Heck times no. you like talked me off the ledge of like, this is this, and this is I'm gonna I'm you know there. There's just a lot of times those where video those video updates though I those like, are real those know, are for real. I felt like a TV producer like though. It's sometimes I'm like Christine, we need more tears. Like, can you give me more tears? <laughs> like, you know, like, like every time you cry, like the likes go through the roof. Christine, like, hang in there. Like the <sighs> response was, you know, we we. <laughs> I don't want to cry, and then I'm like, oh, I'm such a baby. Why am I freaking crying? But you're like. You're so invested the, and you... The very best one was the one like <sighs> three days before... Or like, where I was angry. Where, where you were angry. And then I got all the people that were like sending me religious songs and whatnot. <laughs> Guys, I understand there's God. I get it. I'm totally with it. I am not going to murder someone. I'm hanging in there. It's okay. It was like... It's just... You can be angry sometimes. The way it's that I saw because that Because I hate God. Okay? I love everyone. The way that I saw that one was that you were tapering. And when you taper, I only know it from long runs, but when you taper a little bit, you kind of lose your shit and yep. you, you go a little bonkers. I'm like, oh, this is, she's in taper town right now, right? She is. I was just having an angry day. Yeah. And well, part of it is, you know, whatever. It's just your brain it messes with you a little bit. And uh, <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Well done, Conti. <laughs> Ratings through the roof. A little more crying, please. Oh, my God. I was having a meltdown. <laughs> but, but again, I wanted to, you know, it's like authentic. I said, there's certain things that I didn't want to get on Facebook and do or I wasn't feeling good. And there were a couple of days where I really didn't feel well. And I'm like, I'm not posting a video because I really just don't. I don't feel well at all. And I don't want people to be like, oh, she's dying. Great. Yeah. Um, but and, and from the behind the scenes perspective as well, like just the conversations that we've had, like you weren't feeling well through a lot of this right, stuff. Right. Like you didn't plan on doing the Iron Man. You had health complications shortly after you announced that you were going to do it. The like documentary, or that you found out. do you remember the documentary of Iron Man was supposed to be doing a documentary on holistic. Yes. This was supposed to be a holistic documentary of all and I did a lot of holistic stuff, but it was supposed to be, you know, yeah, like how I'm going to I'm going to do an Iron Man. I'm going to eat all natural foods and I'm going to be off all and, meds and, and be off all the meds and I'm going to reverse rheumatoid arthritis. Well, rheumatoid arthritis had other plans right. for this whole thing. They kicked my that, ass. That, kicked, that, that included, you know, in not only the meds, but an increase in meds, you know, a lot stronger meds from what I understand your cocktail, as you call it, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that, uh, that, you know, is part of it is like a, is a type of chemotherapy that, you know, that, that they put in there to help fight off the whatever. Yeah. White blood cells. Your body attacks itself. Yeah. So, so, you know, we're, it, it, that's life though. Right. Does it ever go as we want it to? Right. (laughs) I mean, shit, it, it doesn't. Right. So I just, you know, I just think the whole thing to me has just been 
fascinating. And you know, I know that you that that you've really really inspired people, and I'm not. That was a goal. It is. That was a goal. It is. Just keep moving. Keep doing things that you don't think and you I, can do. And you I can. And I really hope that the rheumatoid arthritis community picks up on exactly what you just did, because that's important. Because I think that there are a lot of people that that do you know put all their plans on hold their life on right. hold because they've had this diagnosis and really any diagnosis that kind of is you know life altering diagnosis right. right whether it's you know cancer or or you know anything that that could you know diabetes or anything that can kind of come along uh you know without choice right no one chose that path for you you didn't choose it certainly but that they you know these these life happens to them and then they react in a certain way and you know, I, I just think, you know, it's John Wooden, like my favorite mm-hmm. uh, coach of all time. And he's like really like the one of the biggest mentors that I've had in my life just on things I've read. He says, you know, life works out best for people that make the best out of the way that things work out. Right. Things work out the best for people. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Things work out the best for people that make the best out of the way that things work out. Right. So the all these things are going to work out. Right. Where we just kind of have to, you know, if you make the best out of the way that things work out, things are going to go well for you. If you don't make the best out of it, then things aren't going to go well for you. Right. And you are like just like the spitting image of that. I mean, you are really, really you're doing it right. And that is why we have this podcast. We are out to inspire the world. Right. Keep moving. Keep moving. Get a little healthier. Do something. Do the next right thing. Des Linden. Keep, keep showing up. Love Desi. Seriously, that's it. That's all we're doing. We showed up. Showed up. We did the best we could. This is awesome. Done. We went a little overtime on this one, but shit, Christine Conti, <laughs> you matter. <laughs> Day three as an Iron Man. <laughs> I said, yeah, this is the documentary that it doesn't Day end. Three. We're still getting videos. Well, yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's uh, there's still follow-up going on, so it's... um. It's been a it's been a fun ride and um, it's been a scary ride, but it's uh, that ride's not over and that ride's not going to end. So we're gonna we're gonna keep going. Iron Man. Oh my gosh! Yes, exactly. Crazy. Holy shit! So we'll say congratulations, Christine Conti. You are an Iron Man. Appreciate it. And we look forward to whatever's next. Me too. All right. With that said, my name's Christine Conti. Iron Woman. That is true. And I'm Brian Prendergast. Future Iron Man. (laughs) And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.